another episode of We Talk Comics. I do believe this is the 189th? What, what did I say a couple days ago, guys? Well, a couple I days ago. I think you said 87th. Yeah. That okay, we, so this is 188 then. Maybe. Well, I don't know. 188 seems right. Oh, God, we, we should just start making up numbers now. <laughs> All right. Number 415 of We Talk Comics. I am, of course, the Crown Prince of Charisma. Well, technically 187 if this goes up first. Uh, so 188. All right. All right. So uh, this is episode number 188 of We Talk Comics, and I have with me, of course, the uh, the, the chief defender of the faith. He is the um, the king of the casters, Mister Brett Podcast. Mister Brett Podcast at your service. And also with us, the man with no nickname, Chris Bestie. Feeling a little bit down today, but I'm here, and I'm going to give give it my all. Well, you know, you at 50%, Chris, it's like 100% of other people. You know what you need I, for I, that? I, 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 Chocolate soda. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the real reason we're here, there's somebody on with us, uh, a special guest. Um, and I'll, I'll reveal the title of the show afterwards, now that I it's come to me. But uh, we have a special guest on, uh, somebody I've been wanting to talk to for a long time, whose, whose work I've come across, and I just... Uh, I'm a, a big fan of uh, what she does. Uh, Leonie O'More, please tell us who you are and why you're awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I can tell you who I am. Uh, I'm Leonie O'More, uh, and I make comics. Uh, I'm a writer and an artist. Um, and I don't know what else do you want to know. Oh, why are you awesome? What are the books? What is your background? Where did you uh, start? How did you come to this? Uh, a little bit about you. Okay, uh, well, I've always loved comic books. I've been reading them since I was a kid. And um, I just, I started making comics when I was a teenager. Uh, I got really into doing kind of independent, underground zine kind of things and anthology work. Uh, and then through university, I just, I, I kept, I was just really into drawing and writing, so I was just always making comics. And, um, yeah, and now that's that's all I do. <laughs> so I've got some graphic novels out. I've got a bunch of comics. I still do tons of anthology work. Um, I'm working as an art director for Chimera Press at the moment too, which is really exciting. And I worked on the um, the Bachelor of Arts degree course for Teesside University, which I believe was the first degree course in comics that was fully accredited in Europe. Uh, so I helped them build that course. That's pretty awesome. How, tell us a little bit more about the course there. What's that kind of? What does that entail? Uh, well, we wanted something like that. University has a reputation for doing courses that help lead to work. They're very practical courses. So they wanted to roll out something like that for comics. Um, so the focus really was to uh, build a course that would help students to actually get work after they get their degree um, but we also wanted to uh, just help them explore different avenues and um, I really wanted students to have a really good grounding in the theory of comics so it covers the history of it, it, color, it covers like a lot of um, you know putting politics into comics and looking at different things like that, narratives, the artwork, it's very broad based really um, and that was really that was really great to work on that, uh, and then yeah, and then it, it 
I think it was two years ago, got it, it, it got accredited and now it's a, a full course, uh, which has been very successful for them. So, so you're growing up and you, you say you're always read comics. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are kind of the books um, uh, that you read? I mean, in Ireland, is it, uh, are the books that you were attracted to, are they ones we know? Are they, um, you know, different ones that, that we wish we knew? What, what exactly, what kind of was your, uh, your influences? The, well, the first comics I read as a kid, like the ones I read that really hooked me into comics, were Marvel UK, and a lot of them were, uh, you know, licensed from cartoons. So, Thundercats and Transformers were the big ones for me. Uh, that I- oh, thank you for saying that. Uh, from your gallery page, all the Thundercats and Godzilla art. I was really hoping you were going to bring up one of my favorite titles uh-huh. from. From the eighties, uh, that that Thundercat series is phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> although I could be remembering it through a uh, rose-colored glasses. <laughs> it was great. I love the the blend of science fiction and fantasy. It's just so good. Um, yeah, so that's really what got me got me hooked, and then uh, and then I kind of got into superhero comics, and then into kind of independent stuff, and then there was all that cool stuff in the 90s like so much great independent stuff and Vertigo Comics was huge for me just like you know I was getting into horror so that was like wow these comics are amazing um, mostly I think yeah mostly a lot of American comics um, some European stuff but a lot of it's kind of the mainstream stuff that would get translated um, you know it wasn't until I was much older that I was able to, to get that kind of stuff so yeah, it's probably all the same kind of comics you have here. <laughs> Excellent. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, go throw it off to you, Brett. You got anything you want to ask? Uh, let's see. So well then, then what um, when you when you came to the states now has that changed the way that you do that you do things more, or is it kind of the same, just the same way, just just more American? Um, I I don't know. Um. I don't know, people kept telling me my style was very European, <laughs> which I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know what that means too much, but um, I guess my work isn't like mainstream American. It's not like the big two kind of, in terms of like my artwork anyway. Um, so I don't know, since I've come here, I'm still, still kind of doing the same kind of stuff. I'm collaborating with a lot more people now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Um, I'm, I'm able to get to a lot more conventions now because you have so many conventions here. So that's been that's been good, just being able to meet more people and um, see a lot of different kind of work, you know, like American small press stuff. Uh, so yeah, maybe there'll be more influence from that. I don't know. Are people uh, generally receptive to your work at the conventions? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, so far I've had pretty good feedback. Um, no one's been particularly, you know, horrible about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, generally, yeah. It's been good. I, I got a quick question, but this is to Mo. Mo, you had a visceral reaction to this book. I felt threatened when I put off reading this book for a couple days. Um, how did you discover this book? Oh yeah, I was pretty I was pretty sure you're going out and just tackling passerbys and forcing them to read Lord. No, 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 no. 
And Lord is, is the book that uh, Leone did here that got my attention. Um, for a little while there, through uh, Comixology, we were uh, given the opportunity to read some of their submit books. And I had a choice of a whole bunch, and I, I chose a whole bunch, and I had a whole bunch that were really good ones. Um, for some reason, and, and this is how I described it, Lord was the one, though, possibly, probably the most that stuck with me. It, it like, <laughs> Lord is like a, I believe you described it, Leone, as, as a, uh, a folk horror, a horror folk tale. Mm-hmm. Is that how you, you described it? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, a psychological horror. I, I know I read it. And I was thinking, this is very good. And then as I read more of it, I was thinking, oh, it's really, really good. And then as I put it aside, I thought, that was good. Disturbing. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But it was good. (laughs) I thought, if I ever talk to this person, they probably should be in jail who made it. They're clearly uh, disturbed. It's it's scary. (laughs) But no, I, I, you know, I um, put it aside. But the problem was that I tried to sleep that night. I kept coming back to that book. And I realized that it had really done a, a job on me wow. <laughs> like psychologically it had gotten to me and i i think it's very like i, I think that like uh, not a lot of books are too scary this book was scary and and to me and i, I think that there's a lot of uh i think it's more difficult to scare people when it's something like a comic book than like then i mean horror movies they have uh, certain tricks that they can get by with and even novels they have a little, you know, tricks they can use and, and that time-worn and tried and true and tested that, that people can use. But a comic book, I think it's really difficult. And, and I thought, uh, yeah, this one really, really got to me. And I thought that, that that's what... Uh, and then I was like, okay, I, to the right people, i got to tell them to try this. Yeah, actually, that, that brings up an interesting point, I think. Um, and something I was thinking about as I was reading through... Uh, your body of work today, Lenny. Um, Leone. Leone. What do you call her, Lenny? <laughs> um, Hell is uh, that? Yeah, my, my, my tongue doesn't always work when I want it to. Well, I apologize. Leone, uh, odds are Chris is drunk. Okay. It is, <laughs> it is 3.42. Been here. <laughs> Our time <laughs> on a Saturday. You've been off work now for about an hour, right, Chris? It's a good chance. 20 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty de- definite. But anyway, <laughs> Question. Um, I, as Mo just said, uh, you uh, you define Lord in uh, I think it was in the introduction as folk horror. Do you see yourself working in genre? I, I think all of your all all the stuff I've read of you has a certain style, but are, do you see yourself working as a horror comic artist or just a comic artist? Or I I don't know. Um, Oh, I don't really... Would you I mean, group basically, is what I'm trying to ask, I think. Sorry? Do you, do you group yourself... Would you just... If if you were sorting your book, would you put put them in the horror section, or... I think, well, it depends on, on, like, on the books. Like, Lord, I would say... I kind of hate saying uh, horror, because I... For that book, because I, I didn't think it was that scary. <laughs> and I kind of think, like, if I say to people horror, they a lot of people expect like gore, like a lot of like particular things, and I kind of feel like it's more of a subtle, like there's, you know, I kind of say horror drama, or I think folk horror is probably the best label for it because it's got that, because that's what I was aiming for with it. Really, was that 
closed community wicker man style it, 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 it absolutely has that I mean the, the, the that's undeniable I was thinking the wicker man when I was doing and that's why I say psychological horror because yeah. because I mean it undeniably has that wicker man feel and we're talking the Christopher Lee classic not the shitty um, yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage <laughs> film in case people are wondering so oh, a lot of, keep, a lot of keep people reminding you people of that movie, man. Yeah, that's all. Maybe it's out of the conscious. Nobody knows that movie was made. Nobody went to see it. Oh, go ahead, Lonnie. Please, go ahead. Oh, so, yeah, just that's, you know, for Lord, yeah, I guess that that's where I place that. For my other work is just all over the place. There's, like, sci-fi, there's fantasy, there's... You know, and they're kind of easier to slot. Some of them you can slot into genres very easily, and others are kind of a mix. So I can't really, I wouldn't, as a, you know, as a creator of stuff, I couldn't really put myself into just one one genre for everything. So how does Lord come to you? How does it, uh, you know, what what was the genesis of that idea? Uh, well, for for a long time, I really wanted to write something in the vein of, you know. Wickerman esque just that that kind of community. Um, it really interested me, and I love I love seventies horror, and I love like um, like Hammer horror, like British horror style stuff. So that that was really for a long time something I, I just wanted to do, and I just uh, I sat down and wrote it. It came out, you know, the ideas were pretty. I already kind of knew what I wanted, so it came out quite quickly. Um, it, it took a long time to get it out to the public, but to actually make the comic was quite quick, because I, I really knew what I wanted to do. And it was just, yeah, those kind of influences, and then I was, once I had the character of Ashling, it, it just, it was really easy to write, you know, what her decisions would be, and her personality and everything. Was it uh, difficult to get to the audience just because uh, because of the size of it? I mean, it's a graphic novel, it's what, over 100 pages, I believe. Um, yeah, the old. I just I had some problems when I started doing it. I, I pitched it to a publisher, and they uh, accepted it. Uh, but by the time I'd finished the book, uh, they were pushing their slate back and back, and then eventually they closed. Mm. So there was this huge, you know, time span where nothing was happening with the book, and then eventually I put it out myself on Comics All myself what was the other kind of feedback that you got from uh, from people on it then um it's it's been really good I've, I've been surprised how how well received it's been um and yeah and how horrified some people have been by it which is nice uh you know obviously that's what i was going for um yeah it's it's been good I've, there's been positive reviews i've had people contact me who said that you know they've read it on comiXology or bought it through amazon and just yeah really enjoyed it um and I think people like the the style of the artwork with the story. You know, I mean, that's my style of artwork that I do for most stuff. But, um, but I think people really like it with that particular style of story. What do you guys have to ask about about Leonie uh, about Lord? Well, I want actually I wanted to ask about just how long it took to like how long does it take you to to you know draw a page and then to do all the all the art all the because you do everything for it right uh yeah all that one i did i didn't do the lettering uh, oh, okay. i did um for that one um i really i don't know <laughs> i don't really like time it or anything i never really know how to answer this um 
So I'll I'll do the you know I'll do the pencils and then I'll ink on a different page and then I'll paint over the inks so like directly onto the inks uh, with watercolor um, and I find watercolor is really quick to work with so um, I don't I don't know I don't I think I work pretty fast I don't think it, it took too long the the last comic I did Don't Fall was another watercolor comic. And um, I did that in, it maybe took me a couple of weeks to do the, the entire issue. Um, that was a very quick one to do. So yeah, it, it depends. It depends on, on the book. Um, pretty quick though. How do you choose? What are your colors? Are? Um, sorry, go ahead. Okay, well, I was just going to ask how you choose the colors uh, to go in, because I know that in the case of Invoked, that's a very different color scheme than Lord. Yeah, uh, Invoked was a, a kind of a, a weird one, I guess. I was just experimenting. I really wanted to do, um, you know, like a lot of like uh, 60s Italian horror has that really contrasting color scheme. You know, the, some of those movies have the lighting, like Mario Bava style, you know, red and green light kind of thing. Originally, that's what I wanted for the coloring, but when I started doing it, I was like, I think it needs to be more subtle, so it's a muted version of that, and it's a very subtle palette, and it shifts between different scenes, the, the colors start to change subtly, so it kind of flows with the story. Um, and that was just a fun experiment for me. Um, and then for Lord, I guess, um, the watercolors and that, it is more of that kind of 70s illustration style I could I could play a bit more you know some brighter colors here and then as the story gets a bit darker the colors go a bit darker too it's it's nice at watercolor that you have that you know I think people get the idea that it's a very limited medium but it's not you you know you really can play around and do a lot of different things with it um now I was just wondering watercolor is a fairly rare rare thing to see in comics, are there any unique problems it presents for uh, printing or uh, finishing a book? Um, for me, for the way I work, it can it can be a bit problematic. Like I can't because I paint directly over my inks means I can't use any whiteout or anything on the inks. Um, I don't know about for for other people who do it. Um, and in terms of printing, it's been okay so far. You know. Because um, most places will, you know, do proofs and stuff, and I think it's pretty, you know, because it all goes through the computer anyway, so you can make changes there. I think the the main problem is painting over the the inks, um, just not having that uh, extra editing ability that you maybe have if you were coloring it digitally. But you don't have to flat the colors. You don't have to do those type of painful things. No. <laughs> So you do, so there is that. Yeah, because like, I don't really work digitally. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do like learn to do that more. But um, yeah, I, I find it easier because to me, trying to work digitally and do yeah flats and then go in and collage thing that's really laborious to me because <laughs> well, I'm not used to it. Well, and you know, watercolors on a Wacom tablet is really you know it it, it messes it up badly after a while. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point, Brett. Thanks. Thanks for that. Well, that, that's the yeah, thing, though. You can't use white out there either, man. <laughs> that, that's yeah. true. That's right. 
Now you say you're 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 kind of learning to work digitally a little more. Is that because the the kind of you say that you're trying to collaborate some more? Is it kind of you're finding that that's kind of what people expect or? Um. Yeah. Well, I thought. Yeah, a lot of people do expect it. I mean, I've shown my work to some editors, and they assumed it was digital because, like, you can do such you know good paint textures now on on you know digital stuff. It, some people really can't tell the difference anymore, but um, yeah, I think because it's it, it seems like it would be a fun thing to be able to do, just all the different stuff that's available now digitally in terms of brushes and, and paints and stuff, and I see people who are good at it, and to them it's a really quick way to work, so I feel like if I, if, if I can practice and get good at it, then it would be a nice way to work, you know, and you can bring it with you, you know, if you're um, at conventions or whatever, and you need to do some work, it's a lot easier than oh, trying to bring a watercolor palette and you know all the other things you need. So the latest book, or the last book you had, was Don't Fall. Yes. Tell us, tell us about Don't Fall. Uh, that one is I don't I don't really I don't know how to describe that one. I guess it's kind of a fantasy story, but I think it's I think I just describe it as a tale of peril and discovery. Because it's, it's a short read, so I don't like to give too much away <laughs> about what happens in it. Uh, but yeah, it's essentially about a mountain and two kids who... It's very dangerous. You don't want to go near the sides of the mountain because you'll fall off into lava. Uh, and these kids are on their way to barter and they fall off the mountain. And that's where the story begins. It seems like... Um, and and I, I like the story. I, I think in a lot of ways it... Uh challenges their typical conventions of how you tell a comic book story and and i really enjoyed that um the and and the art does the, the styles a little different and the characters are i don't know what they are they're not human um i guess that why is it that they're kind of these i don't know i guess it's a planet they're on or something like that i guess is it a, is it a, is it a science fiction story a oh, fantasy oh, it's more like a fantasy story yeah. um that one, I just, I, I was on my way back from Emerald City Comic Con. I was on the plane, I was really tired, and I don't know, my brain just kind of started linking weird things together. And by the time I got home, I had this full story that I really desperately wanted to do. And like I said, with that book, I, that was really quick. It was a really quick one to, to, to write and to draw. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I, I just, in my head, when I, when I was picturing it, uh, they were just these, yeah, little kind of blue fantasy kind of characters. <laughs> That's the world was quite complete in my head, and uh, that one I did it really fast because I did a lot of stuff. I, I well, I didn't do a lot of stuff that I normally do. Like the pencils were really rough. The if you can see the like the panel edges, I just did with some masking fluids, so you know I didn't have to rule them out too meticulously. Um, and I, I think that because I was working very visually with it, it gave a lot to the story too. It's, and it almost feels like, and, and you say it, almost like the world just came to you, so you don't know why they are the way they are, they're just, that's because they're that's who they are, they're born yeah, that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Although, the world, there, there's, bizarrely, there's a, pardon, I mean, sorry, go ahead, please. Oh, sorry, um, yeah, weirdly though, there's a strip I did for Heavy Metal a while ago, a science fiction strip, and that's got these blue people in it too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe there's a link there. But... Well, you just like blue people. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Avatar is your favorite movie, and that and the Smurfs. <laughs> uh, so I mean, but it does feel like that there's a whole world there and stuff that's alluded to that we don't see in the history of that world. That that I was like, oh, I want to know about this, and like you say, we don't want to give away too much, but but uh, there's things that. Uh, well, let's just say there's there's some creatures that we don't really get to see that I wonder in the past about. Yeah, well, that's good. That's kind of what I was, I was hoping, you know, that I kind of hint that there was all this other stuff, but really what I'm giving you is this specific little story within that world. That's a sad little story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, for, from the creator of Lord. That's what going to be a happy story, man. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy I enjoyed all of it, but there's some morose stuff going on, man. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think Chris, you wanted to ask about the heavy metal a little bit, didn't you? No, I just wanted to ask what 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 she did on heavy metal because I couldn't find it. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, uh, issue, well, what issue is it so I can look it up? Actually, uh, issue two eight two, which is the science fiction issue. I think I own that somewhere. <laughs> 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 Let me well, start searching my long boxes it, right it now. It is a comic book, so I would. Oh, sorry, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and, and before that, or Chris or Brett, do you have anything about One Fall before? Well, I actually just wanted to ask about because these are these are smaller stories. Now, I know that in the case of Invoked, you had mentioned that there was a chance that the that you'd do a mini series. Do you have? bigger longer stories that you consider telling but it's easier to tell single issue stories or is it more that it pops into your head you want to get it out and then you're just moving on to the next thing um kind of both uh with invoked it was one yeah that i just wanted to get out um and at some point i'd like to get back to it and do some more with it um and in the case of don't fall again that was one i just thought that's to me, a complete story, that's a one-shot. I can just do that and get it out. Um, Lord is something I considered doing an, a sequel to because I had some ideas about what to do with that. I don't know when I'd get around to that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the I think the one-shot format is really great. Right now, I know a lot of people are doing it, and it is a good way to just get get an idea out quickly to people and then... If you want to, you can build on it, but a lot of the time you can just, you know, release a complete story and people don't have to sign on for a, a whole series or invest in a graphic novel. And I think it's it's quite freeing as a creator to be able to do those shorter things. And definitely having a platform like Comixology has been great. Is that that's the where the most majority of your work gets to the audience? At the moment, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like the it's it's been really good for me. Um, just for the the stuff I'm putting out quickly. Uh, Was there a learning curve to get onto Comixology? Um, no, no. It was that was the other thing. It was very uh, accessible. There was, you know, it's not the same kind of, you know. I mean, there's like a little bit of a wait after you submit stuff, um, but the formatting is very simple and the support is there, you know, they're very quick to get back to you. 
about things if you have any problems. So yeah, I think that's it's good. It's I think it's 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 a very accessible way to to publish work right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to off air talk to you about our last guests because maybe you might want to know a little about them too because they have a, a platform for getting the book out to people. So um, this is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, okay, let's let's move on to Invoked. Uh, tell everybody about that one then. So that one is uh, like a gothic horror, kind of spooky Edwardian story uh, by two sisters. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's got a horror vibe, most certainly, but um, again, it's not graphic. It's not as graphic as, as Lord, which is uh, disturbing in its ways. It's more... I mean, it's almost like that that book that you could give to, you know, a preteen yeah. that would scare them, have that scary vibe, but not be too dangerous. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted was something that was just yeah that kind of spooky thing rather than straight out this is a scary thing you know, um, and definitely that it, it could be for you know slightly younger audience than something like Lord. Um, yeah, because I, I was thinking of those kind of gothic, gothic horror kind of, you know, the style where it's it is more just kind of creepy. It's not it's not really scary. Like the others, that movie, for instance, that type of yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for instance, where it's not really, you know, um, it's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'd like to see you do a version of that. That'd be fun. I'd I'd be happy doing that. Do people kind of do you, do you get um, anybody coming to you with uh, properties like that and or talk or anything like that or is there, are you all just working within your own you know you're creating your own stuff right now so is there yeah. any talk anybody approaching you? Not at the moment. Um, the stuff I'm currently working on is still like I said I'm doing a lot of collaborative work but that's still all creator owned um, and I've got a lot of stuff. A lot of anthology stuff coming out, and um, yeah, just a bunch of collaborative uh, books. I've been pitching a ton of stuff, but that's all creator-owned still. Um, I would love to get into doing some licensed work. There's definitely some properties that would be, you know, really good. I, I think that it would be interesting to, to do, but uh, it's not something I've explored yet. What properties? Uh, gosh. There's so many, <laughs> you know, because I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of like horror and sci-fi and superheroes. Like, there's there's so much stuff. Like I said earlier, obviously, it'd be cool to do something like Thundercats because that's that was one of the first, you know, things that got me hooked. So that. Oh, kind you're of... gonna you're gonna kill my Thundercats, aren't you? <laughs> a morose tale of the Thundercat. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I gotta really say, happy. Happy endings don't seem to be uh, in your work so far. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree, I have to say that's true. Is it is it cathartic to get this stuff out? Is it is it good that way? Um, I'm trying to think of something to kind of disprove you on this, but I'm struggling to think of anything I've done that's been super happy. Uh, no, it's I don't know. I guess that's just where my stories go. <laughs> Not intentional. Um, I don't know. If I if I did Thundercats, I'd promise to make it reasonably happy. Reasonably. <laughs> Snarf survives. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we we can give him cancer. That's okay. 
<laughs> Not my first one Thundercat. Like the least survive. <laughs> Brett, any questions about Evoke or, or you, Chris, specifically about that book? I uh, know I asked about the color. That was what I wanted to talk about mostly. Chris? Um, no, not not invoked. I got a couple of questions about the next one, but I, I'm done on invoke. What's the next one? Drop dead. Don't fall. Don't fall. No. You already. What? Just the the three issue miniseries is what you're talking about. Uh, double dead. Sorry. Double dead. Double dead. Okay. Drop dead. <laughs> like it's it's what Chris usually hears from people. <laughs> But, uh, I, I, I was working on a dead theme there and sort of oh, got mixed. I, I really enjoyed Double Dead, but I have to, uh, once again, here, this is a, uh, it's a, uh, a story of love and tragedy and sacrifice. That's how I would describe it. Um, yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's, that one's one that's kind of weird in terms of genre because it does kind of shift between different things it's kind of hard to to describe that one or you know pin it down well it's got some humor in it and and you know especially in issues two and three and uh, not so much towards the end of issue three but <laughs> but the, 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 the Brett Ratner joke had me on the floor oh, really? I laughed out loud so incredibly hard <laughs> well, I just like I like the ferryman and his uh, enjoyment of wigs personally <laughs> So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Again, you you're, you created like this whole unique world and characters. That's just I don't know. It's got this this vibe that just speaks to me. That's that's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost. It's like it's like I'm not used to hearing praise, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, Chris, go ahead. What did you have to ask about it? Um, your character models in, in that book in particular looked to me like they were based off real people. Do you work off mo models, or do you try to create something original yourself? Oh, um, for the, I didn't work off anything for that. Um, that one, I don't know. I don't think there was any, you know, for, in terms of the story and some of the, the looks of some of the things I designed in it you know there was obviously inspiration from different things there's like references to different things in there but um uh yeah I wasn't the characters I wasn't basing off anyone I was really hoping you could hook me up with the ferryman but okay <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> I don't know where to go from that either Chris <laughs> way, to, way to just club the interview to a <laughs> There you go. It's like, oh. Don't me up with the fairy bin. Like, what, you just want to hang out and have a beer with him? Or... Uh, it seems a little high maintenance to me. Start with dinner. See where it go the evening leads. <laughs> looks good. Like you say, that, that wig does bring up the cheekbones. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's another one. I, that concept, sometimes when I think what you could do with a sequel is it doesn't have to be the same characters, obviously, but the concept has more itself that can be explored uh, in a book like that. Is that something that you think of as well? Or is it just, or when you're, when you're done a story, is it generally just, that's it, you're done. 
Um, for that one, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. But like, I think, you know, like you said, there there is that the the general kind of premise behind it. There's definitely you could do a whole bunch of different stories. You know, that's something that could open up really well for like um, an anthology or to open up to different creators. Or, or oh yeah, that because, would be fascinating. Yeah, because it's got like, you know, kind of rules to how how it works. You know that you could give to someone and they could just make up a story around that pretty easily, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I, I did that and then I was like, okay, that's that idea done. Move on to other things. But it's definitely something that, that could go somewhere else. I don't know. Hmm. That was a weird one too, because I drew the whole thing with, um, just like a, like a biro. I don't know if you use that word here, like a ballpoint pen, like the okay. cheap, the cheapest pen you can buy. Um, <laughs> Because I, I, I wanted like a kind of a, a zine kind of feel to it, so mm-hmm. it's a bit more, yeah. <laughs> so the artwork's a bit different in that one. So what what do you think is the next thing you have coming out? How long is it uh, that we'll be waiting until we see it? I think the next thing is the Not Forgotten Anthology that should be out soon. That was kickstarted. Uh, I worked with Susan and Jeffrey Bridges on that, um, and it's it's golden age superheroes that are public domain. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So I did a, a story for that. Well, I did the artwork for, for Susan and Jeffrey's story. And then I've got two, two more anthologies that I'm working on this year. I think, I think they'll both be out this year. I'm not sure. Um, and, uh, I just pitched a bunch of stuff after San Diego, so hopefully some of those will get picked up, and whichever gets picked up first will be my next project, basically. Um, when you say your pitch, like who do you approach? How do you approach them? What's kind of your process for? How are you pitching? Is it online? Is it uh, while you're at the conventions with with uh, publishers? Um, is there specific publishers which you target, which you think they would be a good fit for you, or, or is it just kind of how how do you go about it? Yeah, well, some of them, some of them are like, if the, the the best is if the editor gets in touch with me, and then I can just go talk to them. That's like the best, the easiest way. And you can do if you can do that in person, like at conventions. That's for me the best way to to pitch stuff. Uh, but a lot of it now is done online. I, you know, I do a lot of those online. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's always difficult. If like I like to. You know, keep an eye out on different publishers, what they're bringing out, um, where it looks like they're they're headed, what they might be interested in, because you you really need to to think about where your work sits and if they're putting out similar stuff or they might might be interested in similar stuff, then you know you want to approach them because otherwise you're wasting your time and their time if it's not a, if it's clearly not a good match, like if. You know, if I pitched Lord to someone who does um, mostly stuff that goes in schools or, you know, yeah. like stuff for young readers or, you know, there's no point. So, you know, I have to kind of always keep an eye on what's what people are bringing out and just keep in mind when I've got something that I think would be good for them. Nice. nice. All right. Uh, final questions, guys? Well, I was going to ask about, uh, I mean, I see you've got some web comics work, and uh, including Jaws, The Untold Story. It's interesting because we were having a big conversation about uh, sharks, and I see that you have a couple of shark web comics here. So you, Ooh, oh, that she, you're right the tie-breaking boat here, because are, are you familiar with the film Orca, what was it called? Yes, oh. yes, I love Orca. Orca. 
Okay. Great oh, 70s movie. Uh, uh, I consider but it. Mo is insisting that it isn't any good at all. I thought it was boring. That shark sets up some coincidences that. I'm sorry, pardon me? Leonie? Yeah, I was just saying it's so good. It was, I don't know how, how someone couldn't enjoy that movie. Oh, so, you know, I go in. Well, maybe it's my expectations. I go in and I'm thinking, you know, I'm Richard Harris. And I'm thinking, oh, oh, Derek, she's going to be hot and she isn't. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, I like to, uh, I, I think the discussion was when we were looking at a video, it was uh, the top 50 shittiest uh, shark movies and uh, in a positive way. And uh, and Chris was saying that Orca should have been on there, and uh, I, I, it deserved at least. I'm like, it's not a shark an movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I, I'd have to agree. It's not a shark movie. That would have to be on a general killer animal list. Maybe I don't know. You're not going to compare Orca to a giant squid movie. That just doesn't work. They're well, completely different genres. Peter, Peter Benchley's the Beast. Movie, that was good. The shark movie stock. Shark stock that and the orca in that movie is stalking its prey. I think it deserves to be mentioned within the shark movie genre. That's all I'm saying. So any movie that has someone has something stalking. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a shark so, movie. so for instance, Grizzly. <laughs> so would Predator go in that as well? Or? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Predator wasn't aquatic. Predator was a really great shark movie. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Well, no, but but you you're giving out stalking as as a means of uh, of telling that it's that it fits in a shark movie. Does it have to be an aquatic stalker? Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> Man, okay. the original Halloween was my favorite shark movie. I uh, I hate you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, I'll have to watch the actual movie again and see if it's not so boring. <laughs> I, I said I'd rather watch Free Willy, but I really don't want to watch Free Willy. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely better than that. Okay. It's definitely a better shark movie than Free Willy. Okay, that's good. All right, so then then I have two questions. So that so then uh, we'll talk about web comics. Do you do you, um do you just do them as a, as quick one-offs, or is there is there like a future in web comics for you? Um, well, those ones are really old, uh, really old comics. That yeah. I did, yeah. Uh, when I was just you know just doing them for fun, uh, and it was just easy to put them up online. But um, web comics aren't something I had I'd really been thinking of, and someone approached me recently about doing one, so I'm, I'm kind of considering it at the moment. Um, We'll see where that goes, but yeah, those were kind of yeah more throwaway kind of. Oh, I'll just put them up here, you know. So then the other question, um, and it relates back to Orca. So what are your favorite uh, horror movies then? Oh gosh, uh, I'm really, I find it really hard to, <laughs> to like name list things like that. Um, I mean, my my all time favorite movie is Jaws, hands down, um, and I class that I guess as a horror movie. Uh, yeah, wow, it's tough. I mean, I love uh, obviously Wicker Man, uh, Rosemary's Baby, um, but then I love like Nightmare on Elm Street movies, um, loads of George Romero's work. I, gosh, so I'm, yeah, I don't know, I can really make a list. <laughs> it's really hard. So, what about yeah. you? What, are you what, what, what would you put on your list for favorites? 
Well, I wouldn't put. Well, we know Mo wouldn't put Orca on his list. Uh, no, I I put, I put Suspiria on my list. The Thing on my list. Oh yeah, the Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, um, those two are, are two that come to mind right away. Well, my favorite, um, you know, and again, hard to class as horror, but it's but it's like that is uh, is the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Mm, yeah. Oh, actually, the haunting. You know the the old the black and white one. That's high up on my list as well. That one's awesome. <laughs> so, which who do you prefer, Mario Bava or uh, or uh, um, shoot, um, his name just escapes me. Uh, Suspiria. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Argento. Dark, yeah, Dark Argento. Argento. Yeah. Uh, Fuji just did. This is an interesting uh, one because this will this will decide. Uh, you know, exactly how much I'm going to be in your corner in the future. You better answer this right. Oh, no. No, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> but I have my favorite because I said Suspiria. You could probably guess. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, well, I'll go with uh, Mario Barber then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like both, but yeah, that's, that's hard to choose, but I'll probably go with him. <laughs> nice. Well, they're both great. They're both great. Chris, uh, any questions? Final questions? No, no, no. I, I told you I'm mad at you guys. I'm going home. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, aren't you already home? I am. <laughs> you just... Uh, you, is is the drinking going to begin in, in earnest now? Is that it? I, I, that, it might. <laughs> it was no matter what, though. So let's not... Mm. Uh, yeah. And he'll still be back. Um, he'll be yes. back. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, Leone, um, the, the title of this show, uh, I don't. I think we released it yet. So it's 188, did we say? Uh, yeah, 188. We are sure. Leone Amor. That's the title. WPC, <laughs> 188, We Adore Leone Amor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and and we really, I really appreciate it coming on. Like I said, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while since, Lord, and then you have all this other stuff. And this is perfect. And um, um, there's a, a tradition here on We Talk Comics, and we not, you may not be familiar with it, but it's, it is, we've kind of already done this, but one last chance. Um, it's something we like to call Plug Your Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And all right, so now the, that's another one in the thrown off category. Excellent. Okay, <laughs> we, we we're keeping a list of the throw, people who get thrown off by that, and the people who are, you jump know, right jump right in. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, you should know by now. I'm not very very good at that. Um, uh, okay. Well, we've well we've already discussed all of it, I guess. Um, it's all available through Comixology and some of it through Amazon too. And then there's my website, which is lomore.com, which is where you can find all the new stuff that's coming out too. Is that good? That was, <laughs> Does that work? That was brilliant. We'll put a little okay. behind there and yeah, that'll be great. Thank <laughs> you so much. And, and we'll talk to you again soon. Don't Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> <laughs>